0: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. nice show of Beckett Live Present is brought to you by Dynasty Breaks. Go check out Dynasty Breaks at DynastyBreaks.com and let them know that we sent you over there. And every new customer there gets $5 off their first break. Uh, say what's up to Dane and the team. I'm going to say what's up to my good friend, Mr. Tracy Hackler. What's up, Hack? How are you? Eric,
1: what's happening, man? It's been way too long.
0: It has been way too long. Uh, it's uh, You know what? That's my fault, probably. I, I feel no. like... I should probably schedule you for every every three weeks. I think we need a hackler uh, hackler intercession here.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I would love it. I love it. I, I, you know me, man. I can talk the hobby, and I'm not shy. So, whenever you need a like, if you ever have guests fall out on you, dude, I'm your guy.
0: That's awesome to know. I'm I'm glad to hear that because we have no guests tomorrow. We're just gonna bring you back all week. Come on, <laughs> let's
1: go. Let's That's go.
0: Awesome. Uh, so, hey. Uh, we were talking off air and we're going to get uh, into what Panini is going to be doing at the national. That's why you're here tonight. But uh, we were talking off air before, before we came on here. And uh, we were just just been talking about how crazy things have been uh, in the last two years. And everybody knows that if you know anything about the hobby, you know how nuts it's been, but like from your, take your Panini hat off and just from your, your hobbyist eyes, what, what have you seen in the last 18 months that just, that, that just wowed you?
1: Uh, I mean, really everything, you know, it's hard to, it really is hard to grasp kind of the growth we've seen, the amount of new people in this business, in this hobby of the, from the investors to the sneakerheads to the young venture capitalists, to the celebrities, to the athletes themselves. I mean, it's just been such a, it's been a revelation really in, You know, I started in this business as as my career back in 95, and obviously we've gone through some highs, but we've gone through a lot more lows in that time until about the last four or five years. And we had seen it, uh, the market kind of gradually trending upward over the last three or four years. But then over the last 18 months to two years, the pandemic hit. Who would have thought that during a pandemic when nobody can leave their houses, the market would boom even more? to really unprecedented heights people talk about those early 90s kind of the golden era of the first boom and this like blows that away like that pales in comparison to what we've seen over the last year and a half to two years and man like we said before we came on uh i've literally run out of adjectives to describe how amazed i am and i love adjectives so the fact that i'm out of them means i don't know how else to explain it i'm exasperated bro
0: that it's it's uh yeah like i said you can't say you can't say it's amazing every time but because that's a use—that's a word that we use probably too loosely. If, sure, you know, if, pardon the pun, but what are you going to say when, when when Jesus comes back? You because you can't say it's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be uh, it's it's a nuts thing to think about, but that's really the only adjective that we're left with is it's been shock and awe and amazing for the last eighteen months, and whether it whether it be physical cards or actual, uh, you know blockchain stuff nft chain, nft type stuff which we have a question about uh here in the comment are already like there's no there seems to be no balance to what collectors are spending their money on
1: yeah you're right first of all when jesus comes back i'm not going to say anything i'm just going to be in, in, in awe right but but yeah i mean the, there when modern it, Era cards are selling for four point six million, and by modern era, we're talking about two year old right. Luca rookie year cards. When those kind of cards are selling for four point six or five point whatever the the alleged Steph Curry uh, logo man NT Auto sold for the other the other day, I mean it, we've never seen that. And a lot of people are finding a lot of the the reason that the growth has happened so quickly, or, or what seems like quickly, is that the stock market folks. Are finding that they can get a better, quicker return on modern era sports cards than they can on the on the stock market, and so those people want returns and they want them quickly. And so the right cards, obviously, investment grade material for for that sector of the hobby, they're realizing unprecedented growth.
0: It's it's so stupid, and I just I sit back and wonder when did that happen? Like when did <laughs> when did that aha moment happen for those stock market guys? And, and and then they just flooded. They flooded uh, your local Target, and now we can't we can't buy cards at Target anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah well then, that's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, the whole <laughs> the whole retail space and how it how the boom has impacted that, and uh, the people camping outside of Target stores because they're only selling product on Friday mornings before stores open. Uh, you know, it's just been again mm. it, the things that we've never had to deal with or wrestle with now are things that we are p- part of the growth uh, learning curve that we're going through.
0: It's, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So uh, back to the NFTs, Ziggy, uh, Ziggy know here does say he wants to applaud your NFT team. I got to ask you just point blank, Tracy, uh, do you understand blockchain at all?
1: <laughs> I understand it more than I, than I now than I did, you know, a few months ago. Um, for me, I'm kind of an old school dude in the sense that I like tangible trading cards in my hands. I want to feel them, touch them, smell them in some cases. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, but, I, but I have come to, to embrace and appreciate what the NFT sector is doing for a lot of new collectors who, who probably have never collected the physical assets, but it's a new collector. Mm -hmm. by and large. I mean, you do have some crossover. I think we've seen some crossover between the physical folks and the the NFT digital folks, but um, I think it's also a lot of new growth that has come in because it is a new way to do it. And the thing I love, and this is going to sound simple, but the thing I love personally about NFT is you never have to worry about your card getting lost or damaged or uh, Mm -hmm. how you're going to protect it, things like that. But I love what, Brett Whiteley and our team uh, at Panini has done with the NFT pack product so far with Prism. And we have big plans for that going forward across all sports.
0: Now you mentioned Prism. Is there a bigger brand across the board than Prism?
1: I don't think so. I mean, there's a reason we launched our UFC presence with Prism. Uh, It's just, you know, so funny the way Prism started was, we felt like the market, there was a void for that optochrome technology product many years ago. And to see that the growth and the, the transformation that Prism has had on the marketplace and on Panini uh, has been uh, overwhelming, really. Because you, you look at the NBA, the NFL, UFC, uh, World Cup, Euro, um, it's everywhere. And it's popular WNBA, I mm-hmm. need to mention that. It sells out immediately whenever it's available, and it. I think it speaks to the creativity of taking one technology that is gorgeous in and of itself, and then adding so many layers to it with the the parallels and the different executions from a micro etching perspective, and design teams who it may have taken a couple of years for them to really come to come to grips with how it's different and how micro etching on a design can really take the prism technology to another level and then using that prism technology in select or in mosaic or Mm -hmm. in domers optic i mean it has so many uses and man it's it's just been breathtaking really to watch
0: I I think uh, we need to cap the parallels of like 50. If we can just cap the parallels (laughs) of 50, we'll be okay.
1: I think our product guys would would agree with you on
0: that. (laughs) I mean, how many different animals are you guys going to run out? You got snakes, zebras, tigers? I don't know. I mean, you guys got the wombat up your sleeve or something? I don't know.
1: Well, we have the giraffe is coming. I think think it's in select baseball maybe, and uh, I love it. Any kind of simulated animal pelt on a prism card – I'm a sucker for. So I've seen some test runs of stuff like uh, Peacock. We've obviously seen, but like Dalmatian looks really cool. Mm. Um, There's a lot of, there's still more upside there. So just stay tuned.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. The the only request I have is that uh, you guys would start putting the name of the parallel on the back of the card like you do in unparalleled. So that it takes the guesswork out of it. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: That, that's one of the things I love about uh, Unparalleled is that we do put the, the insert name on the back. And, like, we'll put the name of, like, for Select because we have two big Select products releasing next week in uh, UFC Select and uh, NBA Select. And on the back of the base cards, you know, there are three levels of base cards. And we have the name of the level on the back of the card. So it's – but – we might run out of ink, Eric, if we had to put all the parallel names <laughs> in the back of the card.
0: Oh, man, that's funny. You you mentioned something earlier, and, and I, I want to ask why. Uh, you, you said the launch of the UFC brand uh, was with Prism. Why was that the, r- the right set to put UFC out with?
1: Um, I think for a lot of the reasons we talked about just a little bit ago. I mean, it, it, it's such a powerful brand. Like, people – who may not be hardcore collectors? No prism, right? And mm-hmm. and so, uh, I think the the groundwork that's been laid with the NBA prism, the NFL prism, all the the different sports, and the success that we've had across all sports with it, made perfect sense to to launch UFC our UFC um, uh, product line through that. And I think it bore out in the in the results of the product. The product was w- w- beautiful. It was well received. And I think it it provided a a a great deal of momentum for us moving forward. And it's probably no no real coincidence that our second product will be another optochrome based product in Select. And the thing I love about that optochrome technology too is like even though it's it looks similar or it feels similar, Select is a completely different type of optochrome product than Prism. The, The colors are different. The tie dyes the. The zebras, the the things that you don't find in Prism, you find in Select. So it's, um, it's just a nice little marriage, and we're, we're looking forward to next week to see how that does, um, in the UFC arena,
0: or octagon well, rather. You know, uh, you mentioned next week, and that's really why you're here tonight. I wanted to talk to you about what Panini has planned for the national, but uh, so I guess we'll stay right here with UFC. UFC Select is dropping next week, but what kind of UFC presence is going to be uh, be at the Panini booth in Chicago? Well, we
1: we're going to have uh, we'll obviously have signage, and I think as we get deeper into our uh, relationship with UFC, mm-hmm. you'll see more of a presence that shows like the national for UFC. But there there is a rumor. I don't know if it's true, but there's a rumor that there could be a a special guest in the Panini. America booth next week as it relates to UFC and select. So um, I don't know that for a fact, but I've heard things and uh, I'm anxiously anticipating that. So there could be a massive UFC presence at our booth next week.
0: Can we just? Uh, I'm just going to come down and hang out at the booth then. And Absolutely, come I'll on. I'll just me. do all my shows live from your from the Panini booth. <laughs> you
1: know, you're always welcome, Eric. Come yeah,
0: on. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. What about what? Are, what are some other things going on? Because uh, you know, this is a, a quick turnaround from when the National actually announced uh, it was going to take place. So uh, every across the industry, people are companies are scrambling to try to put things together and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you know, some things uh, might, uh, might go unnoticed. So what's going to be happening uh, at the Panini booth outside of UFC?
1: Yeah. So, so really the only thing that we're not doing, obviously the national for us is our marquee event every year. We love it. Mm-hmm. We hate that we missed last year's does everybody else, but we pull out all the stops. We always say that we like to steal the show and we do, and that's not just lip service. We, we, We have our Silver Pack Wrapper Redemptions that have become industry standard over the last 15 years or so. Those are coming back. I'll be in a little bit uh, abbreviated form in terms of how many packs are available and what products are available to get those packs, but it'll be back. Box Wars will be back. The prizes are off the charts in terms of sealed product and things like that. Um, The kids free case break, which is something I love that we do. Those are coming back. Kids will get a chance, I think 13 and under, 12 and under, will get a chance to line up uh, to get a badge um, and to participate in free uh, case breaks through Ultimate Box Breaks and Brian Gavin. That's coming back. Uh, Our live uh, customer service redemption trade-up program will be back. As far as I know, unless things have changed for other people, um, we're the only company that brings the customer service team to the national to help knock out redemptions on site and take care of customers who might be waiting on, on some older redemptions. Um, That's coming back. Um, So we're going to, we're going to do all we can to, to make this a, a, a banner event for, for all the customers. And then the thing I love most about the national is just spending quality time with the people who spend quality time with us, even when we might not see it or know it, but we, we feel it and to hear stories of favorite cards or things we could do better or experiences with us. I love that part of the national. So about the only thing we're not doing, Eric, at least at the national is the, the annual uh, Panini VIP party, which as you mentioned at the top, um, the, the tight timeframes and constraints we had, it just didn't allow for it, but we're planning on moving that to, uh, Later in the year,
0: so uh, I I know when later in the year is. Can we talk about when later in the year is?
1: We well, we probably I can't right now. uh, (laughs) Okay, people can probably use their imaginations to find out what events might be down the pike before the the, uh, calendar turns to twenty twenty two.
0: Absolutely, don't uh, don't sleep on some of those later events. I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm got to ask you about the national itself uh, again. Uh, this time, I want to take take your panini hat back off. Do you ever get to go out and wander the floor and just look for yourself?
1: Yeah, I usually make it a point to to go out at least once or twice during the during the show. You know, the, the I just I love being at the booth because you never know what you're going to discover at the booth, right? People mm. who who may know me or who I may know who I haven't talked to in years and years. And just, again, just hearing stories and uh, letting people put faces and voices and personalities with our company is so important. And so I don't want to miss those opportunities, but yes, like I'll try to get away at least once or twice and just walk the floor and see if there's things that I can't live without. I usually find some stuff I can't live without uh, much to the chagrin of my wife, but um Yeah, just, I just love the vibe of the show. And, you know, it's so funny in this day and age when you don't need a big national show, right, because you can get everything you want from your living room or wherever you do your online shopping from. But the fact that the national is still such a major marquee event speaks to the, the, the personal industry that we have.
0: What, what do you think, just from your experience uh, at the national, and, you know, this is the first one in some time now, what do you think we're going to see uh, just on a whole as the hobby? I mean, this is going to be l- unlike anything else, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you've been to some of the regional kind of Dallas shows we've had here. Yeah. And the, the one, not the one last week, but the one before I went to, and I was blown away because I kept hearing people talk about how big these shows are becoming. And I'm like, really? A regional show? And it felt like a national. It looked in yeah. many cases like a national. now the the ballroom was a little bit smaller or a lot smaller in some cases, but the crowds were overwhelming. And so I think we're going to see a lot of that in Chicago. Um, I, I just look forward. there. usually like at a show, there are certain pockets of the show floor that are buzzing. But I think in this case, I think the entire convention center is going to be buzzing and it's going to be for maybe the first national long time modern era cards are going to Still, the show, as opposed yeah. to vintage graded stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. Tracy got a couple of questions. Uh, a couple of guys have asked me to ask you about the Panini Kids Club program. Is yeah, that, the kids crate. The kids crate. Okay, what, tell me about what that is.
1: So that is something that we've been working on for for quite a while behind the scenes, and we're I I've been promised I'll have more details about that tomorrow, actually on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But it's a it's essentially a kids crate program. I think there are three retail blaster boxes in it, uh, some stickers, uh, decals, wristband, a keychain, uh, fob, or something. Um, it's just a, a way because one of the things we've heard for years is that we've priced kids out of the marketplace. And when you start getting into the realm of dynamic pricing, maybe that's more true than than not. But the kids mm-hmm. crate program allows us to to, to offer a compelling. Uh, uh, crate full of three different desirable products, not, not low end stuff, just mm-hmm. desirable products with chances at autographs and cool parallels and things like that um, at an affordable price. And we should know, like I said, just stay tuned to our social uh, feeds because I, I was told before I came on, cause I asked about this, I knew it, it might come up uh, was that I would have a lot more information on how kids c- can get those at the show tomorrow. So stay tuned.
0: All right. So, guys, you got to pay attention to uh, that Panini uh, social media outlets. You guys do a lot uh, across social media, so it might be hard to miss. So just just go there, stay tuned, to see what happens. I guess that's the easiest way to, have to do yep. that. Um, all right. We're, we're coming down to the end of the show here. And uh, I got to be real honest with you. I started this next seg- segment of the show – Because of something I saw you do, and I've told you before uh, that that I've I've always just wanted to be Tracy in this industry. That's that's (laughs) what I wanted to do. So, uh, you know, it wasn't anybody else. So I'm not. I I know that you've heard that before. I'm not telling you that for the first time. But before I get to these questions,
1: it it still blows me away. By the way, I'm honored.
0: I'm honored, and and I'm just I'm thankful. So, thank you. At the, at the Dr. Beckett dinner that he had at this last, and he went around and the whole table, and I was the last one to go. And he said, You know, who's somebody who's not in this room that, uh, that has influenced you? And everybody had all these in their names. And I said, Don West. And he goes, Really? I said, No, it's Tracy Hackler. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well,
1: that means the world to me, Eric. I really, I know I've told you that before, but I, I'm just honored by that. So thank you.
0: So that, well, you're welcome. So this next segment is called the final five. And it's where I ask you five random questions that has nothing to do with Panini or anything like that. And we're going to get to see a little bit of your personality, but the good thing is, is we, we know you well enough that we get some of your personality anyways. However, uh, before we get to this, I want you to take just a moment and uh, tell us about uh, going direct uh, the podcast that you guys are doing now. Uh, you and uh, Mr. Prusher are doing together.
1: Well, I'd like to think, Eric, that that I, I, I while I, you say I inspire you, you also inspire me to be like a podcast guy, right? So everything now is multimedia, and I would be remiss if I didn't give my boss, Jason Howarth, a shout-out because he's been on us to do some kind of podcast show for a long time, and we mm-hmm. held him off and held him off, and – we finally relented. We just released the fifth episode today of Going Direct to Panini podcast. It's essentially our blog or our social media in uh, podcast form, and it's me and Scott prusia who's a lifelong buddy of mine, uh, uh, and and we just kind of talk about things going on, whether it's on the on the court or on the field, how it impacts yeah. sports cards, and kind of things that we're doing um, that that we want people to know more about, and then we have a lot of old footage from uh, like the making of Jersey card stuff or Mm -hmm. like this week, we take a look back at the spring training road trip we had with uh, Shohei Otani, who's Mm -hmm. apparently a really good baseball player, Eric.
0: Um, I think I heard of him.
1: Yeah. But it's just a a cool way for us to kind of collect and deliver information to consumers. Um, And look, man, you've been doing a, a tremendous job with the podcast for a long, long time. Um and so y- you you know what it's like and you you kind of help lay the groundwork uh, mm. quite frankly. So um kudos to you as well.
0: Thank you, sir. Thank you. So the Shohei Otani thing, I remember like very vividly when that happened when he walked into the room, everything just stopped. Like, <laughs> it was because that was in 2018, what? right? Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. right, yeah. It was in 2018. It was when we did the cover. Uh, you you guys did the yeah. photo shoot. We used it for a cover. When that man walked into that room, it, like, it was silent. Everybody was talking and breaking and signing and everything. And then this giant of a personality walked in. And he was, you know, obviously very humble, very quiet. That's the way he is. Yeah. But everything just stopped. And I was like, oh, that that's like... That, that's a star presence where everything just and it's been it's show it's finally played out here uh in 2021 and that man is a star.
1: It's just incredible, fan. man. Really incredible what he's doing.
0: Uh, so a couple more questions before we get to the final five as they keep coming in. Uh global sports card investor, any thoughts about an international card show? We are starving here in Australia.
1: We love Australia, man. We love Australian collectors. They're some of the nicest people I've ever had the honor to, to meet, not in person, but over the course of phones or, or social media. Um, you, you don't have to sell us on the, on the merits of Australia. And we have a, an international distribution division there in the Dallas office, Billy Mayhew and, and mm-hmm. uh, his team do a great job of working with our international outlets. Um, but in terms of a national show, I mean, we have presence at a lot of the shows that like uh, Reka does over in, over in China. We have a China presence on, Mm -hmm. on social. We have a China T-Mall store. Um, Obviously we love the guys, uh, Cherry and Grayson Mm -hmm. over there. Um, And and so we, we're always listening. So don't think that we wouldn't be interested in doing something internationally on a show front, but uh, we're, we're all, all ears.
0: Uh, you know, in Australia is the one is the country that we get the most questions from about grading. Hey, when are you guys going to come down here and grade? So it just makes perfect sense for something like that to happen there. Maybe, no maybe sometime, sometime it will. All right. One more question before we get to the final five. Uh, what, what is the next sports Panini NFT pack, uh, really going to be UFC, NFL, NBA. What do you got?
1: Yes. Yeah. Eric. Uh, you mentioned some that are next in line. Mm, in fact, okay. probably the first two you mentioned are the next in line, I believe.
0: I I got through a whole web, web, webcast here with you without talking Panini soccer, so I'm going to have to have you back soon. Uh, oh,
1: I, I'm in. I told you. Whenever you need me.
0: Because soccer, the soccer market right now is the hottest thing going on the planet Earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that, that, that a guy like Leo Messi wins uh, Copa and All right. the first – kind of a team national team championship for him Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: italy won a a crazy euro so yeah and we've been there every step of the way with mosaic for for euro but for but also for syria and la liga Mm -hmm. Um, the select brands are strong there the prison brands are strong there yeah i'm blown away by the continuous uh, success of our soccer products not surprised because we have great teams internally working on those but the fact that they they are so well received, and you talk about international audience
0: too. I mean that mm-hmm. the
1: the the China reception to our soccer stuff has been amazing.
0: Absolutely, it's been crazy. We got uh Real Madrid in the in the comment section. Here. All right, the final five. I got inspired to do this by seeing you do this with some rookies at the 2018 NFL rookie photo shoot. You asked them five random questions, so I'm going to ask you five random questions from my pod deck. What the heck, deck? And we're going to have oh. some fun with this. All right. I love it. Tracy, guys, play along in the comment section. Tracy Hackler, how many chickens would it take to kill an elephant?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, well, if you have the right one, only one. But I would say <laughs> if you don't have the right one, you probably need a good 1,500.
0: I, you know, I've asked this question before. Two thousand seems to be the number, but okay. fifteen. Like, if you had fifteen hundred strong chickens, like those, like re- those real buff chickens, yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, yeah, I think so. Now I know the answer to this, but so I don't want you to tell me a John Elway story. Have you ever had a oh my god, this can't be happening moment?
1: Yes, yeah. I've ha- I've been blessed enough to have quite a few in my professional career, but the time that my boss sprung on me, the fact that I was going to interview Andrew Luck and Kobe Bryant together Mm. um, in front of all the people, the agents and handlers and things was nerve wracking. I don't usually don't get nervous at things like that. That when I was nervous because it was, uh, I wasn't necessarily ready. So I had to kind of be ready on the fly. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, that's one that comes to mind
0: that, you know, Andrew, Luck, I guess I mean that's he's he's a brilliant man, but sitting down in front of Kobe, the, oh God, the, like I rarely get starstruck. I mean, only when <laughs> like only when Scott Prusher's around. That's the only time, <laughs> Me right? <too>. Me <laughs> too. But to sit down in front of Kobe and I, I don't think I could compose myself enough to be able to ask questions.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was next level. But man, Kobe and Andrew both are such. Uh, Kobe obviously was a phenomenal was a first take kind of guy. He, he got it. He delivered every time. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he was a huge ambassador for us and, and uh, is dearly missed. And then Andrew Luck obviously was um, is next level intelligent, but he's right. also a down to earth guy loves conversation. And so, um, and the thing that was most fun about that day for me was watching Kobe and Andrew interact because mm. Toby said that was the highlight of that event for him was meeting Andrew. And obviously that's what Andrew said as
0: well. Very nice, so very nice. the
1: fact that that was cool.
0: You know, uh, well, I'm sorry to stick here, but Oliver Luck is a brilliant man as well. So, sure. uh, you know, you could you could clearly see that Andrew has some of that Oliver Luck in him. Uh, that's awesome. no doubt. No that's doubt. Awesome. All right. This is a funny question. I've asked it and people have laughed at me, but I, I, here's the thing. Us Southern kids, I know that we've done this, so don't try and lie and get out of it. Have you ever licked a battery? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right? The, uh, the old- um... Nine volt batteries.
1: Yes, exactly right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely I have.
0: There's not- I'm a, not ashamed of it. There's not a week in the summer that doesn't go by that you don't lick a battery when you're a kid. Just dude, to... I'm not ashamed of <laughs> that. I asked that one time from somebody uh, up north, and he was from Boston. He's like, who's licking batteries? I'm like, dude, this is a thing. <laughs> I like yeah, batteries. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Um, what Guinness World Record do you think you could break in the future?
1: Oh man, uh, I would say most energy drinks consumed in a in a certain amount of time.
0: All right. So, what's your go-to flavor then?
1: The one that I like a lot is. Uh, I'm not even a normal bang guy. I'm usually a rain guy, but the champagne bang, partly because maybe I can't get it so readily anymore, is one that I look for because it's like a cream soda flavor,
0: and I
1: love me some cream soda. So,
0: (laughs) are you you a big like big red fan or or something? Oh,
1: big red! You talk about licking batteries and big red. Oh
0: my gosh, that's like
1: a that's like a summer dream. That's a summer dream, dude.
0: That's so funny. For those of you who don't know what Big Red is, come on down here to Texas. We'll take you over to the Dublin Processing Factory and we'll get you a Big Red.
1: Yes, and <laughs> you'll thank fun. us. And you'll yes. thank
0: us. All right, final question of the final five. You're a humble guy, Tracy, so I think this will be a fun question to ask you. If you could have anything named after you, what would you want it to be?
1: My my grandchildren.
0: Okay. That's good. That's, that's, Probably the best answer I've ever gotten from that question. Uh, First thing
1: that came to mind.
0: Oh, that's good. It's usually like a bridge or a park. (laughs) I'm a fat. I'm a fat guy, so I want like a hamburger named after me or something. Oh, or or a pizza. Yeah. So that's a that's a. But grandchildren. That's great. We got one more in the bonus. We got a bonus question, Tracy. I don't. I can't believe I'm even going to ask you this. Pepsi or Coke? I know where you're from, so tell me the answer. <laughs> Coke. I mean, it's Coke. It's all. I mean, Coke. it's not even. A, it's not even. Maybe, maybe we take you over to Dublin uh, and get you a Dr Pepper bottle there. But other than oh, that,
1: Dr Pepper, yeah, for sure. But yeah, Coke is. I'm a I'm a diet cherry Coke or cherry Coke Zero guy. So yeah, every time C-
0: Coke. That hey, the, it's it's the only way here in Texas. Uh, Ziggy says he would want an insert. In a panini product named after him.
1: Okay, that's a good. Z- Ziggy's always got good stuff, man.
0: Ziggy does. I think you like like a hacker a hacker's choice or something like that. And, oh, and I like his,
1: it. Yeah.
0: I I pushed you. I didn't push you, but I asked you a couple of years ago. I was like, hey, you guys should do a a, a, a sports a, a sports card podcaster set in like a Donruss or something like that. I think that'd I, still be cool. I still agree with you, by the way. I think. I mean, I mean. We, most of the set would probably be me, but that's just because I'm big. And That's I'm, okay. That's okay. We,
1: you could do, do your own inserts. You could do your own card backs, all that right, stuff.
0: So. I'm just kidding. Stay humble. <laughs> that's what I got to do. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, anything that I missed tonight? Anything you uh, need to mention before we get off the air?
1: No, man, I appreciate the time, Eric. You know that. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in person uh, soon. It's been way too long. Hopefully uh, next week we – get to re, uh, re-engage on a personal level and uh, look forward to to all that next week has in store for us.
0: I'm coming to give you a big Eric hug, man. I'm just letting no, you know. No, dude, you, you know I'm a hugger, so let's yeah. go. All right, guys, that's going to do it tonight. Uh, be back tomorrow, 7 p.m. Central. we got Slap Sox. Uh They have a giveaway that they're doing, a charity giveaway that they're doing at the National that we're going to talk about. Don't miss that. Tracy, hang out backstage. Everybody else, good night. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow.